is your professionals and animal lovers show and that is my long island railroad train i have my own train everybody and i have to call it out because i just heard it i bought these great blackout um curtains you call them and they don't black out the noise they just black out the light so chuga chuga choo choo val what's up i can't even i want to just start the show like and the train shows up so valerie what's up how are you i want to tell everybody a story but how are you so i am completely fantastic and i just had phoebe here and now she vanished it's like she knows when i want to introduce her and she's still camera shy so she just she'll come back she'll come back they always they always come back especially when you feed them they always come back so our friends who are on the on the screen with us today they have a lot of small furry little creatures with them too because i just saw jane i saw you dancing and then i saw you like looking around so i know there's some characters in in the uh in the There's room. a lot of action going on here. Oh, they can't see, but we'll show you eventually. We will, because we can move that. We'll move that camera around as we proceed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure will. So trains. Yes. We have a train here. This is our subway because we're in our New York City Billy Joel room. Do you see that? The inside of the subway. That's so cool. Can you what? see it? I, of course I can. And there's a cat on the top. Oh my God. Is this like, yeah, I totally see it. Where is, is this in, like, is this where people get to visit in this room? Absolutely. People can come into this room and just hang out with the cats and just find the right cat for them. Oh my God. All right. I got to do a couple things because I just want you guys to tell. We'll get into it. We'll tell you all about it. We'll tell you all about it. Let me me do like two quick things so we can get into this conversation. (laughs) First thing I'll do is this. Hold on. Which one did I want to say? I wanted to say these words. Say some words, kid. Okay, I'll do it. We want to amplify the message that we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. That's our mission here. We want to support each other in business and certainly in nonprofit, in rescues, and in support work that people are doing. We believe that as we build this compassionate network, everyone wins. Especially the animals. Yes, especially the animals. So I have one more thing I want to say to you. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter. All right. I'm sorry, Whitney. I'm sorry. Valerie Valerie wrote this up the other day, and I knew I had to sing. Children love animals. I have children. Sometimes they act like animals. I'm not sure. (laughs) They differ from animals. And my wife would say, that she has five children. Haha, ha, we only have four. You get it. That's the deal. I'm the fifth child. And sometimes she's unfortunately cleaning up after five of us and I have to fix that. But children love animals, whether they are animals or not. They still love them. They love to look at them. This is Valerie wrote this. Pet them, hold them, love stories about them. One of my sons always says this, and I joke with him. I'm actually trying to convince him to have his own YouTube page. He goes, I love your dog. I like your dog. I like your dog. And I think that would be a great YouTube page where he just goes up to people, you know, stranger danger, right? Be careful. But it just goes up to people and interviews them about their dog. If he doesn't do it, I'll probably do it because I think it's a great idea. So if you want to steal the idea, whoever's out there listening, then it's yours. Just give us some credit at the Professionals and Animal Lovers show. All right. What happened here? I do that too, by the way. I just want to let you know. I like your dog. So maybe we... Maybe you and I could just do like a man or woman on the street thing. Where I like your dog. And then like we just interview people. Let's talk about it. We got- I, know, I know everyone's dog's names in my neighborhood. You I know do the people. You know theirs, right? You don't know theirs. No yeah. idea. No. <laughs> I, well, you know, we learn though. We learn. Oh, oh, you're, you're Turtle's mom. 
Roscoe's father, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We learned we learned from Dr. Greg DeFrancis, who was on this show a couple months back, that that's actually not how we should do that. Just like, not that I'm going to like change the way we do things, but you, I kind of did kind of approach the person, the alpha, right? Make a connection and then get told to talk to the dog. Val, you've changed your ways since he was on the show, right? Nope. Not at all. No, no, no. Because dogs are so fun and you want to say hi to the dog. You know, people are fun. Long ingrained habit. But anyway, we have to talk about who we have on the show today. I want to do that. I want to say how we got to meet them. That's where we're going. Here's what we're going to do. So I'm in a meeting for, um, with the nonprofit committee for the Queens Chamber of Commerce. And I'm talking to my friend, Dr. Larry Grubler, who is the CEO of Transitional Services for New York, which is a mental health agency that I've been connected to for a long time in the five boroughs. And I say, yes, yeah, so we get this other cool show. My friend Valerie and I are doing the show. It's about animals and advocacy. And he goes, oh, hold on a second. And long story short, he's connected to the North Shore Animal League, which nationally is a big name. Right. However, it's about seven miles from the attic where I'm standing right now. So right in my right in my neighborhood, gang. Um, so Jane Vitalis Vitali is here. Tommy F. Tommy Francina. Right. Did I say it right? Francina. Tommy Francina and Tommy Demisa. We're in the attic. Valerie's <laughs> here. Jane's here. We're all here. There's cats. There's dogs. There's the whole thing. Let's dive right in. This is a 75 year old organization. Val. Val. Yeah. Over 75. 75 years, right, Jane? I want one more thing I want to say. I want you to tell me. 1944 was the inception. 1944. Valerie, Jane, Tommy, listen to this. 1.1 million animals have been saved by this organization. Let's set that up. 75 years, 1.1 million animals. Jane and Tommy, tell us the story about this organization, please. So... Yeah, since our inception, um, we've grown to be one of the largest rescue and adoption organizations in the world. And that has happened through our the leadership of North Shore Animal League America, through our cutting-edge programs um, that have been replicated throughout the country. And uh, the organization is very proud of that, to be a leader in this rescue in the rescue world. So yeah. our mission, I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you going to say? I mean, I was just agreeing. I, I said, yes, but I just, I really want to tip my hat to you guys because I, when I have gone there in the past, um, I lived in Port Washington when I was much younger, when I was young. <laughs> anyway, but um, still are, never the, lose that. The experiences were always positive. Like they, they welcome you in. They ask how we can help you. You know, are you looking to volunteer? Are you looking to foster? Are you looking to adopt? Can, do you know about this program? They really engage people. And that is such a difference maker, I think, in the success of the organization. Because, you know, unfortunately, you can go into other, let's say, shelters or whatever, and you, you feel like you're annoying people, you know, just by mm-hmm, being there. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I really I tip my hat to your organization, and, and I can't wait to get into to the program. Mm-hmm. Talk, if yeah. you're going to tip your hat, you need to wear a hat. So when you come back from break, you need to wear a hat. You figure out whatever hat it is. could be the closest hat you can grab. You must come back with a hat, or you're not allowed to come back. <laughs> figure it out. Figure it out. Well, we thank you. We thank you from our hearts, because... We can't do it without 
people like you, I mean, being on this podcast and getting the word out and um, through our donors and our generous supporters, our sponsors, our corporate sponsors, um, our private donors, it's all because of you and, and, you know, the support that we are able to succeed in our mission, which is to rescue, nurture, adopt, and most recently, educate. And that's the department, the Tommy and I, that's us. That's us. It's the educational arm of Nurture Animal League America. Can I interrupt you for one second? Absolutely. Are you originally from this Long Island area? Are you from another part of the country? Because I think I could guess. I picked something up. Can you guess? Go ahead. I said, you know, Tommy, Tommy, are you, can it be, is it possible you're from New England? Is it possible you're from a, is it possible you're from a city where the Red Sox play baseball? She would gave it away. No, because what's funny, when you call them Tommy. So here's the thing. Now, like I had, I had a friend, we were away, we were visiting my cousin Vinny. Yes, my cousin Vinny. We was visiting him. He was living in Chicago. And uh, he, he had uh, a friend out there and his friend's sister was there. And she called me, yo, Tommy D, you're mad funny, yo. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like, cause that, so people think when I travel, sometimes they think we're from Boston. They go, oh, where are you guys from, Boston? I go, what? Like, you know, so you are from that. You are, is that where you're from? I am. Born right. and raised. Yeah. Good job. All right. And Cape Cod. Cape Cod, too. And but Cape yeah, Cod. I picked it up. I, pick, I heard it. I heard yeah, it a little bit. She sat in her car and she drove. In my car, yeah. It, it sneaks out, especially, you know what, I recently visited up there. And every time I visit, the dialect, I come back a little bit heavier, so my husband tells me. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I'm from New York, and every time, I mean, it's, I every single time I meet someone new, they're like, what part of New York are you from? And I'm like, really? <laughs> we have a friend. I have a friend that we network with, Dr. Dorothy Martin-Neville, and she's from Southie, and she's got this accent. Oh, yeah, I'm from Dorchester. My family, oh. my mother, the whole family's from Southie. Love yeah. that. Love it. Love that whole scene, man. That's a unique, that. unique yeah. geographical area in our country. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, get, Val, I know you want to ask more relevant questions, Valerie. Take yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to um, just jump back to, so I know what we're going to get into is the humane education component uh, of North Shore, but I just really, I really wanted to pay you guys another compliment. Um, I went onto the website for North Shore Animal League and uh, animalleague.org, I believe is what it is. And um, there's a, a, an opportunity, a button that it says like get involved or something like that. And, and all of these options come up. One of them is social media volunteering, which I have been trying to suggest that to other organizations and places for a while now because in my mind, I'm sitting here going, there's so many people on social media. Everyone talks about the power of sharing and it's free, you know? So, so I love, you guys are like ahead of so many, including myself. I'm sure you've had this program for longer than. It's really, we really do. I live by this philosophy as the social media person for the Buttergrees curriculum is I think social media is a very positive impact, although it gets kind of a negative connotation with what it could do. Uh, mentally to people like with bad sure. bad things but it's great you Bully, can yeah. with bullying but like that aside you could sh- you get to share one picture of an animal and then thousands of people see that animal needs a home and that animal's more thousand times more likely to find that home yeah and it's a way to get involved yes. um, if you don't have the time to come and volunteer or you don't have uh, you know the uh, means to donate it's yeah. a really Tommy said a really powerful way 
to support and the need. And this is how what we part of what we teach children, because the true definition of humane education is caring for oneself, caring for others, caring for your community, environmental stewardship, and media responsibility. And we know students have killed themselves because of things they have seen on social media and bullying. And um, it, it, the, the negative power social media has is really devastating. And, you know, we, we did this thinking, um, you know, this was created. And we talk about the world would never been as connected before, but we've also have not been as isolated because of it as well. Right. It, it really makes you feel isolated. And of course, we're trying to teach these kids to critically think. Because to read your Facebook page and think you're getting the news is wrong because there's the algorithm. They're only going to give you the news according right. to what you're looking at. So you're only seeing the way you're thinking at the time when we want kids to learn to think outside of themselves, take perspective taking. You're going to leave it there for one second. Yeah. This is what you're, this is what oh. we're used to seeing. We're oh. used to seeing this, right? Right, Jane? Everybody. Yeah. Yes, right? Not up like this. This is how we make relationships as we see each other. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about humane education. I challenged you, Valerie, so I had to go get one. If we're going to start tipping our hats, we got to wear a hat. You can't tip something you're not wearing. So yeah! Look, I'm Tommy D. This is the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. We will be right back. North Shore Animal League. Jane is here. Tommy F. is here. Tommy D. is here. Valerie's here. There's dogs. There's cats. There's cowboy hats. (laughs) We'll be right back. Go buy a hat. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
stop sharing my screen right away. But then I saw you with the hat and I said, oh, my God, she did it. <laughs> baby. Yo, All right. So what's up? <laughs> what's up, Val? I feel really I like good. Okay. I, uh, getting back to what you guys are talking about with the social media, it's very yin and yang. And it reminds me um, of how that, that expression that every um, action has an equal and opposite reaction, you know? And you're right. It is, it is very pronounced that there's a lot of pluses on social media. And then of course there's a lot of negatives, but I think what you guys are doing is encouraging, you know, young minds to really grasp the concept of empathy and compassion, not just to animals, which is phenomenal, but also to others. So I just love what you guys are doing. I'm a fan. Uh, well, thank, yeah, thank you. And, and it is, we are unique. There aren't many organ, what are organizations that actually drop the educational piece because it's very difficult to fund fundraise to keep that going you know so thank goodness our president and our senior vp is very much behind this and will not let this go because it is part of our mission and how are you going to change the world unless you educate that that's the key that's the key is to educate so we do it by um bridging um social emotional learning teaching emotional intelligence resiliency, which is so important more than ever today. That is such a critical skill to learn. And then cultivating empathy. And as you know, and as you stated in the beginning, what better way to do that than that human-animal bond that's very powerful? And of course, we do it through the lens here at Natural Animal League America, through the Mother Grease program, via the lens of the rescue pet. Okay, so hang on one second, because I don't know if people are um, getting all of that. But the program is called Mutt, like Mutt Agrees. Mutt Agrees. And, and it's a play on the word pedigrees. Right. Um, we wanted to elevate the importance and the status of shelter pets. Because as you know, there's this stereotype, which is what we're about, is breaking stereotypes too, right, Tommy? But there's that stereotype of shelter pets, but oh, uh, dirty, um, you know, you know, not desirable, right? right. And we want to, and what, so what makes a pedigree desirable? Well, pure, you know, people think pure bloodline and putting a monetary value on a non-human creature. That does not give somebody more value than someone yeah. from a mixed breed, like all of us, right? Yeah. We're all mixed, we look around, we're right. all mixed, diverse, 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 like race diverse. Like as human beings, we're not, we're all mutts for the most part. I mean, I we're think, all animals. Right. And in the England. only ones who aren't mutts are like, you know, the, the royal family maybe over in in England. That's but, right. And are they right? any, you know, is anybody? I don't know. I'm gonna, I, I don't know. I get myself in enough trouble. I got to be careful. You know, the royal family <laughs> might, might get upset with me. They might be listening. I, Mutt agrees. I love a play on words. I'm always, I, I always dig a play on words. But I want to talk about a mutt for a second. I was showing something before I saw my friend Valerie have the hat on and I had to come right back to the show. But I was sharing your webpage, uh, animalleague.org. Thank you. Yes. And I saw Alice. Alice is no mutt. She's beautiful. Uh, you know, like, I mean, she must be, you know, I, I don't know. But she, did you see, guys see Alice? I'll share Alice again when we did go to she's break. She's beautiful brown. Uh, she looks like a pit mix. Well, well we have this. We we love we rescue from puppy mills, which are right. yes. And what's what's also what makes me nuts though is that um, you know these the designer dogs you know that have been invented and crossbred they, those are mutts a cavalier mm-hmm. 
a golden mm-hmm. doodle or whatever do burning doodle what i mean they're just constantly coming out with more and more crossbreeding right. that's a lot which you know? tends to cause more and more ridiculous. but let me ask you a couple of questions because what i'm super curious about because i always uh, tommy and i met through networking for business but our minds function very similarly we want to understand how we can potentially help you guys so what does the program look like like are you getting into schools are schools coming to you at north shore are are um you know are there how how does a child i saw you have children ambassadors all over the country and some now over the world around the world like that's so exciting to me if i was a kid i would want to be a child ambassador how does that happen what does it look like you want to talk about that? Yeah, so we have relationships with a ton of different schools. Um, we go into schools in the city. We currently are going just to one because of the, with the pandemic and everything, we've been going to this one school in the Bronx. We've been just developing a relationship with the students there. It's been awesome. Before the pandemic, kids would come here and do internships. Students would come here on campus and they would work in the medical center. They'd be in the operating room with because they have an interest in becoming like a vet or a vet tech. They have an interest in becoming a veterinarian, exactly. They, and, and we show them all the jobs you can do at a shelter. It's not just being a veterinarian, right? There, there's the ability, like what we do. We're we're in the office and we're working to help these animals as well. And we show them all these career opportunities they have, and show them that it doesn't just end with loving animals; it doesn't just end with being a doctor for animals. Mm-hmm. And what we do is, and the population that we work with. We work with children who have um, gone through the court system, are going through the court system. We give opportunities right now. We've formed a partnership with the Helen Keller Institute in Port Washington. Uh And these uh, young adults that are coming, they're students, and they come and they're um, visually impaired, hearing impaired. And we connect them with animals that are the same. You know, the, the, the woman that came in who, who is... I was talking to um, one of the students this morning, actually. Alicia is her name. Um, she's blind. And I asked her what was one of the things that she loved most about volunteering here. And she said, I loved working with the cat that was blind and deaf. Because it, she could relate to that cat. And that yeah. was a beautiful thing. Oh, I would be hysterical. I, I, I would cry. And, I, I'll tell you, you remind me. Children. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so just, just real quick, I just want, because it's important that, um, because the organization really takes a stand in supporting people with, that have challenges and wouldn't have opportunity. Usually people that are, you know, the, the students that are autistic have that challenge of being artistic, they usually would get jobs or internships, and even at the Helen Keller Institute, like in a uh, store stocking shelves, in the basement of a hotel doing laundry. Here, we're connecting them and, make, and having them be responsible for living creatures. And they, can, they, and they relate, they connect. It makes, they're no longer a person with a problem or a challenge. Now they're a trusted caretaker. They become the teacher. And who's going to take better care of those animals than someone who can empathize with that plight? Mm-hmm. And exactly. It reminds me so much of... Um, Remember those books, the Chicken Soup for the Soul books? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a, I mean, they ended up being so like relevant. Of them. But anyway, one of the stories, and I'll just never forget it. There was this young boy and he, uh, unfortunately, they were depicting a pet store. Nobody knew back then what we know now about, you know, pet stores and puppy mill puppies. But he um, 
went into the store and he picked out uh, this puppy that he wanted. And the store owner tried to discourage him from that puppy. And um, the kid was like, why? I want this one. And, and the store owner said, well, you know, that one's broken. There's something wrong with it. And it had a limp. And the kid insisted on getting the puppy. And then the pet store owner noticed that the kid had a limp. He was limping out of, you know, the store. And I mean, this stuff just crushes me. I, I, <laughs> I, I what's happening is beautiful. Um, and, and it's life changing, I feel, because this is not a temporary thing. It's not like a summer job, you know what I mean? Where maybe you're scooping some ice cream and then you make some money and you move on. This is bringing out the best in children. I love it. Oh, it certainly is um, changing <laughs> I have a quick question. I got, I got to jump in on a couple first. First, first thing is Jane, my friend, Amy Fleischer is checking in on Facebook and she says, hello. Are you guys friends? Oh my goodness. That's a blast from the past. <laughs> she's a buddy of mine and she's checking in on Facebook and you know, I I'm with friends through nonprofits and whatnot. And she's saying hello. So I just wanted to make sure I like to do a blast from the past. I didn't expect that. I thought maybe you guys have spoken recently. So that's even more fun. Oh my gosh. Please tell her hello. Hello. hello you just did. You, she's listening. You just did. We <laughs> go back. We go way back. <laughs> well, I was young when I knew Amy. <laughs> oh, we, we were all young. We're all young enough. Just among the very young at heart. I just can't help myself. I mean, when I hear myself sing, I feel like a crooner, like Harry Connick. Or, or <laughs> help myself. Regular Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> I did it my way. All right. So let's. Another guy checking in, a guy called Hef is checking in. He says, hey, TNV, great show. Hey, Hef, what's going on, kid? That's uh, Dr. Barry Heffron. That's uh, Valerie's uh, other half. Uh, so what's up, Hef? Um, I, my question was really going to be, how young can the children get involved? Because I know, you know, I do a lot of work with nonprofits, and at times there's a, a limitation on, well, it's got to be 16 or got to be, you know, 14 or whatever. Is there a similar situation in, in your guys' world as well? There is, and, and we, Tommy and I, get around that. So um, you can volunteer at North Trinidad League of America, but you have to be 18 to volunteer. But through the Mudigree's curriculum, as Tommy had mentioned, we develop on-site internship programs where kids go behind the scenes and grooming and, and the operating room and medical and um, pet behavior. They could work in social media. They may do administrative. They'll work out on the adoption floor. So that is one way we get around it. And then we also do, um, we do the internships and then the ambassadors, right? So the ambassador program, which was a national ambassador program, as Tommy talked about earlier, we're, we're really happy. This is the first year. It is a global ambassador program. Awesome. And that's where schools um, educators, you could be in a school, you could be in a library, a youth organization. Uh, we, we don't, you know, any youth play, you know, with this youth, we will have an ambassador if there is interest. So an educator in that space will sponsor a student to raise awareness for shelter pets, to be an advocate in their community. And the whole point of this program is to show that no matter your age, you can make positive ha positive change happen in your community. And they connect with their local shelter. So this year, we are in Bosnia. We have two ambassadors in Bosnia. We have one ambassador in Croatia. And we have our youngest ambassador ever, who is in Morocco, four-year-old Selma, who is doing 
amazing, amazing things. Now, a four-year-old, that's young, right? That's young. And he's like, ah, well, of course she couldn't do it without the incredible support. And she has it of her mother. So we get, it's a wonderful way to get parents involved. But mm-hmm. Selma is really out there with her mom, who was part of the local shelter. We did three rescues with them from Morocco, bringing animals back here. She is being part of their, um, you know, spay and release program. She fosters. And of course, this is through the guidance of an adult when they are that young. But then we have high school students that have done incredible things from Arkansas to L.A. And as Tommy said, we used to travel a lot. I mean, I've been with the program quite a while. And before Tommy, I've been with the program a lot. But um, we would we would be in L.A. supporting them out there. We, you know, Oklahoma, we have incredible high school students and th- throughout the country, throughout the country. Let's, let's leave it. Let's leave it here for one minute. I want to take a quick break. All right. Because we got to run. Okay. We, we got to sneak away for a break. When we come back, Amy Fleischer says 2001 ish. So that's 21 years ago. So just she's putting it out there. It's out there on the Internet. So I had to say yeah. it. You also, which is a, this is a part of the world that's very important to me, the intellectually and developmentally disabled. I want to talk about that because Amy's question is, what sort of programs, if any, does the Animal League have for, for those individuals? Um, hold that thought. We're going to be right back. This is the Professionals and Animal Lovers show. We're here every Wednesday live at 2 p.m. and then on all the places you find your podcast shows. We'll be right back, pals. Yay! Howdy. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. feeling extra silly in the attic today i'm tommy d the nonprofit sector connector guy and uh we're doing nonprofit here and i'll tell you what's fortunate for me in this world this is the professionals and animal lovers show not philanthropy focused that's the other show i do but every time i do a program 
my kids say, Hey, who's going to be on the show? So who, who are you interviewing dad? Who's going to be on the show? And when I get to tell my kids, but especially my older son, that there's this opportunity for him to be an ambassador, the, you know, the guy I was talking about in an earlier segment, I like your dog, that kid, he, this is like right up his alley. He and I did a day of service at a friend of ours, uh, Camp Happy Tales, which is in Queens, which was um, uh, Regina Mendoza, who was one of our first guests on our first ever episode here on the Professionals and Animal Lovers show. Uh, we went out and we, we had an incredible day in the backyard working with the dogs. And that's a really special place. So I'm just jazzed to be able to have him hear this story later on. And all the other kids hear these stories. I mean, I'm looking at this 3 million children have been impacted and educated through the Muddigrees program. Is that right? Yes. So we are in over 5,000 schools and libraries across the country, but now we're happy to add uh, the three countries I previously mentioned, Bosnia, Croatia, Marco. And um, yeah, we're reaching, we're, reaching a, we're reaching a lot of kids. And because of COVID, one of the things that uh, Tommy and I developed was virtual programs. So a lot of schools will do uh, virtual shelter tours, which the, not just the kids love, but the educators love it. And of course, that ties directly into STEAM. So we do virtual read-alouds. Right now, we have a challenge. We um, host webinars for educators. We invite authors to read their stories to kids across the country. And now we just developed a new program. We have a challenge. We want kids to write their own stories and host one of our read-alouds to, to kids across, well, now the globe, because we do have kids. We had uh, one of our read-alouds, South Korea, tuned in. Um, we've had Guam in wait, 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 what, who's, who's reading and what type of books are they reading? Because I have a friend who writes children's books to be read to animals. So what, what, what oh, are you, yeah. Yeah. I'll have to introduce you to her. Valerie, yeah. this yeah. is Tommy and Jane. Hi. <laughs> That's her with the black hat on. He does oh. that. He does that to me. He does that to people. You just have to prepare yourself. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with Tommy D. I have written. Yes. Yeah, so, but however, I'm in the process of getting them published. Um, but I, my goal, uh, this was really started, I'll, I'll be brief, but I knew another, I know an, an executive director of another local, uh, animal rescue. And, um, unfortunately he lost his lease in the source mall and it was a really big heartbreaking situation because he was scrambling to find a place to relocate to. And we all tried and the landlords wouldn't renegotiate the lease, but he had a program that I learned about through a bartender from California Pizza Kitchen because um, I love their uh, barbecue chicken salad. Anyway, <laughs> the bartender told me he was so upset because he had an autistic child and they had a reading program where children, you know, they go and they'll pick whatever book is on the shelf. And it's a normal book like, you know, Dr. Seuss or whatever children's books are there. It was one of the only times that his predominantly non-verbal child would engage verbally because yeah. they were so comfortable mm-hmm. reading That's the animals. So anyway, that just triggered me. We, we work with um, the Viscardi Center, Abilities Inc., and yeah. bring, um, we bring the students in to read to the animals, even for internships. That was another group. But Tommy, talk yeah. about that spectrum. Yes. Yeah. Spectrum come in and they oh, they're right by you. They're right by you and Paul. Yeah, they're right by us. They work with us all the time. They volunteer with us. They're ambassadors. Tommy, Tommy, explain, explain who they are because you and I know, but explain who Spectrum is and what they do. Yeah. Spectrum is a company that uh, employs autistic 
uh, children and young adults uh, to do, they, they have a laundry company, they have, uh, they make candy, toys. They make snacks, that, like gift baskets, like snacks, snacks. Yeah. They were, well, they had the flowers you can get there, yeah. little gift packets. We toured there. The kitchen is unbelievable. It's right? an unbelievable it, place. Yeah. 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 And the kids are unbelievable. They're a wonderful partner. Again, they come, and as you had said, life-changing. Yeah. For them. So let me question so getting back to uh i mean i'm just curious if if we i'm trying to think like um who we could maybe connect you to that we know in our network that would help you expand the program or get it into another school like is it school administrators or like like how do you get into morocco like how does this stuff happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> knock 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 <laughs> that's how it ha- i mean it was really grassroots when it when it started back in 2010 i joined in 2011 it was really i got in my car with a knapsack and a book and a puppet and started knocking on doors and that's how it it not just me and my colleague as well that's how we we did it you know in the beginning um and then it just one by one, it, it started to grow. And I come from actually an entertainment background, a sponsorship, which Amy knows. And um, I did a lot of experiential programming. And that's what I applied to this because this is a curriculum from pre-K to 12. And it's free. Everything is free. All the resources online at um, mudagrees.org. But I really love the experiential piece in developing programs where the kids are immersed in learning. You're not teaching at them, right? They're immersed in learning. So actually, we developed developed a program with the New York City Chancellor, Carmen Farina, who's the chancellor at the time, where we placed rescue pets in school all day, every day. We have now about over 60 dogs in New York City schools. Mm -hmm. In Arizona, we have about 40 dogs. Um, we have in LA and then a few other states upstate, um, in Westchester, we have a couple of dogs as well. And we developed this program to break the stereotype of, um, we don't like to call them therapy dogs, right? They're not, they're a therapy dog is about the hammer and the dog going in and making a person feel good. We were like, no, not that. We need to change this. We need to make it a 360 experience that not just benefits the human, but is benefiting the dog as well. And it's not a therapy dog. This is your pet partner. It's your canine companion that you that they are in school with um, every day, and they're working with the children. And each school works in different ways. It depends on the needs of the population of the school. But we go in and we say, forget about the program. Who here has always wanted to adopt the dog but has stopped themselves because they're at work all day? Oh, so. Boy. We, yeah, so we at Nurture Animal League America, we behaviorally evaluate the dogs and right. we map them so it's good for the school that they're in the right population. And then at home, and as you said in the very beginning, Nurture Animal League America is very diligent in um, the interview process to make sure it's a forever match in a loving, right. responsible home. Yeah, no, you guys are terrific. I remember uh, when a friend of mine adopted through you and they, they did the home visit to make sure that they were home when they said that. Oh, yeah. No, the surprise, you know, I work here and they do it. Standards are, are, you know, fantastic. And so hypothetically, um, you know, let's make pretend that I lived over there by Nassau County and I had, I don't know, let's say I had four kids and one of them might want to become, you know, a child ambassador. How does that happen? How do, what does that look like? So the school, right? Yes. You go through the school, um, you get this child as a sponsor, uh, one of their teachers, uh, Social worker, an educator in the school sponsors a child. 
uh, signs them up on our website. We do it every year. There's new yeah, ambassadors school every school year. year. Um, and then that's it. You sign up on our website for it, and you get accepted, and your school is a $500 grant. Ooh, and then so what? Support, support you in your efforts, obviously. So it's a service learning experience, different than community service, right? Very different than community service. So the children have to identify, they connect with the local shelter, or even they, their voice. The idea can be this, what they want to do to raise awareness for shelter pets. They identify some a need, they tactics to execute, they execute, and then they come back and then they discuss, were we successful? Where could we be better? If we were successful, what's the next step? So it's not community service, which has kind of a bad connotation, right? Uh, people who break the law, you know, community service. And or it's the kid who brings the bag to, brings a bag lunch to a homeless shelter. They drop the bag off. They know they did something good, but they walk, well, what did that all mean? Why did they do it? What's the impact? It's, it's, it's 360. So by wrapping the curriculum, a curriculum around the experience, it's a 360 experience where they begin to understand what it is, right? To, to break barriers, to break down stereotypes. I'm sure you guys have seen on, on uh, I believe it's the Dodo, but there's um, that young, young little boy. Um, I think when he first started, maybe he was like six and he would go into shelters and he would promote, you know, a certain dog. And he's gotten, now it's been several years um, I think he won like a humanitarian award as a child. And I mean, he's responsible for hundreds of dogs getting adopted with his cute little video. It's amazing. And, and um, you know, it's people who listen to a kid sometimes before they listen to an adult. You know, when they see children taking to the community and having a voice and advocating. Oh, it's beautiful. They get, they get, they're, they're a wonderful mouthpiece to change this world. I got to interrupt. I got to interrupt. I got to jump in real quick because we do need to take a quick break. When we come back, I did, first things first, I need to know this whole connection with Viscardi. Laura Marzo is a friend of mine. John Kemp has been on my other show, Philanthropy and Focus. I love Viscardi. I've been connected to them for a long time. Um, I want to hear about Viscardi, Tommy, when we come back. Tell us that story. We're going to have kind of the, the lightning round. But then you promised, you guys promised us that we were going to get a bit of a tour and the iPad was going to be picked up and walked yeah. around. We're going to see the Billy Joel train again, and we might see some other furry friends that might show up. Can we make a commitment that that's what we're going to do when we come back? We would back? love to do that. Yes. So when we come back, we'll start with Viscardi. Give me a minute or two on okay. that, and then we'll go. we're going to go for a tour, right? You got it. Cool. This is your pals. Your pals. Your pals. Hurry up. My pals. Yeah, hurry up the commercials. Let's go. All right, go to the commercials. They're going to go. <laughs> Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us, and to others, we have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! 
On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. To the professionals and animal lovers show. Hey Val, do you have your pom poms? Because nothing happens without a team behind you. Got to give a shout out to my man Dylan, our newest producer, who's producing this show from behind the scenes. Rock out, Dylan! You're doing a hell of a job. Thanks for being there, kid. Congratulations and welcome to the team. Thank you, D. All right, let's do this. Let's get right back into it. We're talking Biscardi, and then we're going on a tour. And I'm in an attic, and I like to go other places, so take me somewhere after this, all right? So tell me, Viscardi, really quick, how that program works, if you can. Tommy was going to talk, I think, before, right? Um, I'm actually going to hand it off to Jane, because Viscardi was before my time, before yeah. I started. Take it so, away, Jane. All right. So we actually work with Abilities, Inc., which is under the umbrella of the Viscardi Center. And, oh, gosh, that it's, it was a while years ago now got a time flies but anyway so the way that we work with them we started to work with them where we would visit with puppies to their classrooms and we would um again immerse them in the experience and some of the things we did would read to the dogs that we brought they would read to the dogs uh they would make posters we would bring animals that were up for adoption so the kids would come together and they would make posters now you have to realize i know this may sound simple but because you're familiar you'll understand and some of these children were nonverbal. Some of them uh, may not want to be touched. They certainly didn't like really uh, work together, like know how to, how to you know, uh, cultivate cooperation and working together in groups, right? So we would give them a task of making a poster for the animal. We were in a classroom that was glass. It was all glass. So if you walk by, you could look in and see what was going on. We had a teacher walk by. We had the kids, so one of the kids, he couldn't even write, but he could type. So he, uh, one of the kids would shout out words like um, rescue, so they would do this big poster. Um, they would get the photos offline and print them of the animal that was in the room. They would shout out things like um, love me, care for me, adopt me, and he'd be typing them, and then someone else was gluing it. So they were working together on this part. Of the oh teacher, one, an outside teacher walked by who worked with the kids. She came in. She was crying. Mm-hmm. I'm about to cry <laughs> because she said, I, I, "I have never." I'll stop to go. She said, I have never seen. I'll send you a video. I'll send you a video of, of the experience. It's one of the videos I think I may have sent you. But um, she said, I, "I've never seen this happen before." And it's all because of the animal, right? It's all because we're not doing anything. We're we're just messing. We're guys. We're just guiding. It's because of the animal and the power. I've- that human-animal bond. I've and said it before. Animals are magical. And they mm-hmm. bring... So there's, there's a magic component you can't explain, and that's the best piece yeah. of the whole thing. The science behind it, but I like that. I always say there's that magical piece. Yeah. And um, we developed this relationship where also some of the older kids from Abilities were in high schools throughout the area. 
So we would visit them off campus as well in their classroom. And then um, we developed a program, an internship program, where they came on site and they worked. We would throw them in. Some of these kids were tough. You know, some of, had been, some of the kids have been through the court system. Some of them kind of have come, you know, a background that is challenging, a socioeconomic uh, background in, in parts where maybe even gangs, you know, some of these kids were, were part of the, you had to, you know, trying to break away from that. They yeah. came in. Some of these kids were really tough. And I'll never forget this one guy. And he came into my office because they would meet in our office. And he came in, you know, with the wall, right? The brick wall all around him for protection. And we just threw scrubs at him. Said, go put these on. You're going in the operating room. Wow. Jane, hold that story. Tommy, let's yeah. walk around. I don't want to run out of time. Walk us around. Jane, you can keep telling us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So go ahead, yeah. I love, I love looking at you guys, but I want to see animals. <laughs> Life-changing. That's just the point. You know, these kids, could he have ever imagined himself with scrubs in an operating room? Oh, and you just told him you're going to be a tough guy? Get in there and let's be tough and take exactly. care of you. And he pulled down his mask with a smile ear to ear when I went to check on him. Uh, All right, so check this room out. This room is modeled after New York City, so we have a Brooklyn Bridge replica right here. Cool. And at the end of the Brooklyn Bridge, <laughs> there's a cat just hanging out, doing his thing. He's we like, have these little cubbies here for to burrow into. Oh, hey, I love those. Um, those are the, the containers, um, the cat houses from uh, Shark Tank. I remember when they got that deal. Are they? Yeah, yeah. They, they came up with stackable. Yeah, that's another one right there. That I forgot the name. Okay. Yeah. This is where the cats get to roam free in these gorgeous rooms, and people can come in and actually sit and bond with the cats when they're thinking about adopting a kitty, a kitty or, or, or a senior cat. And our adoptions, and I don't know the actual number, but our and I forgive me for that, but our adoptions have increased dramatically. With cats, because as you know, cats are always a little bit harder to get yeah. a dog than dogs, and also there's a lot more cats, right? Because and also, and there's a lot of poor cats that are feral, and we have a big trap and release program um, of trap and release where we support rescue right. groups locally. But this facility, you want to take a little bit of a walk, real there's quick. A- yeah, yeah. There, there's, a, there's, there's a little... the Empire State Building right here. Yeah, it's so cool. it's all cat. Turn, turn off your camera now. Turn off your camera, so we'll just have them on the on the feed for now. So come, come fo- follow us. So come on over here. This is the Rachel Ray room. Look at this guy here. That's so cute. Oh, I love the orange cats. I don't have them. Oh, I love the marmalade. Yeah. And over here, this is our nursery. Oh, and you know what, Jane? You know, to you again, to your guys' credit, like. This is so much more inviting and uplifting. There's a lot of places that have cats in individual cages. They're caged. That's right. And cats cannot, well, to your point, that's exactly why this facility was built. There's actually an operating room here, grooming facility. This room was built because cats do not do as well as dogs do in that area because they aren't as domesticated as the dogs. And here they get to live in this um you know, roam-free environment, which is which is really wonderful. What did you mean? Yes. All of these kitties are up for adoption. How cute. 
you know, the, the, Valerie, you're lucky you're not here. You probably on the island, you probably would have adopted one of these right here on the show. I would have taken the orange one. Rescue, but they're all in getting spayed and neutered. I love it. And that's, that's, I've seen something, I've seen something similar. If you could go backwards just for one second, Tommy, I'm sorry. Back. Oh, hey. Oh, yeah. So right there. Stop, stop, stop. That's, is that the litter, the litter area? Yes. Down there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that at a kitty cafe. I think it's such a brilliant, you know, way to, to encompass it. And it's not, you know, uh, it's not an eyesore basically. Hey, cutie pie. Look at these eyes. Oh, there's two. There's two of them in there, yeah. And we have over 300 volunteers. We couldn't do it without our volunteers. We can't do what we do. And we have to be careful here. Hello. Oh, look at Talk for Life. Tommy, show this shirt, Talk for Life. So (laughs) this is our annual big event that starts. It goes from beginning of March to the end of April, where we connect with um, shelters across the country uh, to get animals adopted. And we support them with uh, marketing materials. We get them media. And it's really, really awesome. And our mobile units used to go out and travel the country simultaneously, mm. uh, east to west, north to south. And as you can see, they're cleaning here. Let's sneak down here, maybe, and see what's going on in here. While you're sneaking, I need to ask you a question because we're going to, we have to end shortly. But um, I know a business owner in the area, and um, I know that she has done adoption drives in the past. I believe she did one with you guys, but are you able to supply, to do that with, do you have like a mobile adoption ability if someone yes. Oh, yes, okay. yep. there are. We call them our shelters on wheels, and that's our offsite department. Um, and we do events uh, with you know corporate sponsors. We do events, uh, you know, in high traffic areas to attract families and adopters. Mm-hmm. You can see the, the the facility; it's really beautiful, yeah. and it's it's warm and welcoming, and yeah. it's a great place during the day. If you get a little stressed out, you need a little downtime, you come in here and see the kids. <laughs> Jane, say, say, tell us how, maybe Tommy wants to show himself again, too, so we can see you guys and say goodbye. Because yeah, tell us how to connect. Oh, she's running. She's on there loose. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for the tour. Tommy, thanks for being the cameraman on that. We appreciate it. No problem. There he is. Tommy's back. So let's just, you guys say goodbye. Tell us where to find you. And then I got, we're running out of time. We're already out of time. So tell us oh, where. Okay. All right, so really quick. AnimalLeagueAmerica.org to, to learn about all the wonderful programs at North Shore Animal League America, of which we are one. Tommy, where do you find us? You can find us at muddagrees.org, M-E-T-T-I-G-R-E-E-S.org. And then on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, we're at muddagree, no S, M-U-T-T-I-G-R-E-E. And then on Facebook, where Facebook.com slash the Muddigree's curriculum. Yeah. And where you can also find us on the North Shore, North Shore Animal League America yes. page under Educate. And if you can't find them, you can find us, Pal Show. That's Valerie. I'm Tommy D. You guys, Jane, Tommy, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. For my ever... Thank you so much for your support. Love you guys. I don't think there's ever been two Tommies <laughs> in the attic. Empathy. Resiliency. Everybody. Compassion. Yay, empathy. <laughs> Hold those, hold those. We're gonna need those pom poms again. Here we go. We close the show every time. Thanks again, Dylan, for a great job. We close the show every week like this. The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged 
by the way its animals are treated. And that's from Gandhi for y'all. Yay, all right. Gandhi. Yay, Gandhi. I'll see you guys later. Thank you so much. Have a great day. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. We live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.